brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is not the same when I'm eight. <sighs> hey guys, and welcome to Give Us Morg. It's just Megan today because of our little screw up with the microphone. Um, it's completely broken, so we can't record two people at once. So it's just me, and I don't know what to say without Neve being here. It's really weird. But anyway, I'm sitting here sweating in the chair with nerves doing this alone. So um, be, be kind, be kind, rewind to previous episodes. First thing I will say, guys, if you wouldn't mind popping on, leaving us a little review or rating wherever you listen to your podcasts, that helps us out a lot, just because it exposes us to other people who might like us and... That helps us because we work really, really hard on this podcast and on these episodes and on bringing you the drama. You can also follow us on our socials. If you go to Twitter, we are at GiveUsMorg. On Facebook, if you just pop in GiveUsMorg in the search bar, you will find us. And on Instagram, you can find us at GiveUsMorg as well. Um, I think that's all I have to tell you in terms of business. So let's get down to it. I think you guys will like this case. And I don't know why I'm talking like I'm a blogger. Anyway, so Colin Howell was born on the 14th of March, 1959 in Portadown. He grew up in an extremely religious household. He even went on missionary missions later in life. He studied dentistry when he didn't get the grades to study medicine and became a very well-known and popular dentist in Northern Ireland and overseas. One time when he went overseas to do free dental work, a Romanian man named his son after Colin. Sir, as Bailey Sarian says, get better role models. 
On the 16th of July 1983, Colin married Leslie Clark at Windsor Baptist Church in Belfast, Northern Ireland. He met Leslie in March of 1980 at a church party around the same time as his 21st birthday. Leslie was born on the 24th of February 1960 in England. Her family did move around a little bit before settling down in Dalkey in Dublin. She was a very good student, very clever, and when she finished school, she went to Belfast to study nursing. Just something that shows what kind of person Leslie was. She once, with the help of a friend, pulled a pregnant sheep out of a bog. That is strong woman shit. She was a bad bitch. Leslie was also fairly religious and did often take part in church parties and gatherings, which makes sense, I guess, which is why she met Colin. I don't know, guys, okay? Together, the couple moved to Coleraine, Northern Ireland. Only a 20-minute drive to the Giant's Causeway, Coleraine is a perfect little spot for the couple to start their life together. As Colin's career skyrocketed, Leslie became a stay-at-home mother to their first-born child, Matthew. The couple's social life was very much centred around the church, where Colin was appointed leader of the Youth Fellowship, among other parts in the running of the church and youth services there. Colin was out there living his best life, playing sports and stuff, ew, but Leslie didn't feel the same. She didn't really like being a stay-at-home mother, but she kept to herself and tried her best to keep things going. And Colin will even say that Leslie had a talent for putting a smile on her face even when things were really, really bad. The couple's second child, Lauren, was born in 1986. And when Leslie was pregnant with their third child, Colin opened up his first practice on his own in Ballymoney. Their third son, Daniel, was born in 1989. And then in 1990, their fourth child, Jonathan, was born. So the marriage was clearly very far from perfect. Very, very far. Colin had forced the family into debt after opening this practice that he couldn't afford because he had to have the best of the best because he's just an arsehole. Leslie was bored and feeling unfulfilled and Colin was out there having affairs on his fucking pregnant wife. Leslie was pregnant on Daniel, their third child, when she found out about the affair and like it broke her. She even called a woman up and the woman had to just reassure Leslie that the affair was totally over and there was nothing any further going on. But it didn't take long for Colin to try and find someone else because he's a piece of shit. An actual piece of shit. Hazel Buchanan was married to and had two beautiful children, Andrew and Lisa, with Trevor Buchanan. He was a policeman. Trevor had grown up in a farming background and he was very, very proud of his family. It is said that he was not ambitious, but Hazel kind of was in a way that she just wanted to have things all the time. Hazel is a bloodsucker, money sucker, fun sponge. She's a dry shite. She loved material things nice clothes and things like that. You know, she just sucked Trevor dry for it. They never went on holidays or anything because she was constantly looking for a new kitchen, a new suite of furniture, this, that, the other. Now, it was said that she was a diligent housewife, like the house was always spotless and people thought this was weird because she had two children, two young children and the house was always spotless. The kids always looked pristine. So it was just weird. Couldn't be me. Hazel was an assistant at the school that Colin's daughter, Lauren, went to. And they would chat as Colin would pick up his daughter and just, I guess, get on with each other as friends. I don't know. They'd met before, though, through the church and the social gatherings through the church. As I was saying, Leslie and Colin, their social life was like totally 
centred around the church. Now, the dirty affair started when the two of them decided to bring their children to swimming lessons set up by the church. And as the weeks went on, they get more and more flirty with each other. Colin started teaching Hazel certain swimming techniques. And to do this, of course, he'd have to hold her waist. Like, as a grown woman, she wanted to work on her breaststroke and her breathing techniques. And she obviously needs a grown man to help her with that. No problem. I guess you could say that Colin also wanted to work on Hazel's breast stroke and one day (laughs) he grazed her back and her legs and her stomach and then her pubic area and it's like sir you're in a pool with children there are children stop it put it away put it away and at this point he says to hazel if i'm having wrong thoughts about you you'll have to forgive me and then she looked at him and she goes I'm not so innocent myself. And then she like pushes herself off of him and like gets out of the pool. This is all like how it seems in my head. I read a book on this, guys, and this is how the author makes it out. So I'm like, okay. Um, But like so dramatic. I'm not so innocent myself. Just get out of the fucking pool. Okay. So the affair quickly started and it very quickly became physical. They couldn't keep their hands off of each other and would find any time a good time to get jiggy. Colin would even go over to Hazel's house when her husband Trevor was there in bed sleeping because Trevor would be working the night shift. So he'd come home and sleep during the day. Now, one time, one time Trevor walked in on Colin and Hazel, but Colin was over at the house with his guitar, apparently teaching Hazel how to play guitar. And Trevor was pissed, obviously. But... Nothing really happened. Nothing came of it. The affair just continued. Like the absolute neck of them. To just do it flat out. Like right under her husband's nose. And under Leslie's nose. It's rude. They'd even have sex at Colin's clinic. Remember he's a dentist. And I don't know about you guys. But having sex in a dentist chair. just It's not a fantasy of mine. It looks uncomfortable. It's not... I can't imagine it would be romantic when the room smells like that chlorine kind of smell. Yeah, no, but they needed a place to go, so that's where they went. Anyway, in 1990, Colin and Hazel had to go on a trip to England for Hazel to get an abortion. She had fallen pregnant and sure Colin was not at all careful about birth control. And also, she was married to Trevor. So because Colin's children had light hair and a genetic thing, where they were born with webbed toes, she thought it was safer to get an abortion, just to go without the nine months of not knowing and then possibly the really big rift it would cause when the child was born. But it's also like, don't have an affair? Anyway, Colin actually brought her to the same place he had brought Leslie three times previously. Before Leslie and Colin had gotten married, Leslie had had three abortions. This is something that she felt immense guilt about, in her later life and she would constantly talk to her pastor about it. One weekend, Colin told Leslie that he was heading out for the weekend to go golfing with another guy. Leslie, with the feeling that her husband was cheating on her, confronted the guy that he was supposed to be going with, who confirmed that yes, he was actually going away with Colin for the weekend. But it was a lie. Now, still not feeling 100% about it, Leslie went to her pastor and told him what had been troubling her. The pastor straight away confronted Colin in his dentist's office. 
and he obviously denied it and he was like no way I would never do that turn my back on God are you crazy you crazy man but when Hazel was confronted it didn't take much for her to break down crying and confess to her pastor about the affair but the two of them said that it wasn't fully sexual so obviously Leslie and Trevor were told about it and of course they were devastated Colin was forced to step away from his duties at the church and so was Hazel. She'd been helping out at the Sunday school. They had to go to separate masses so (laughs) Hazel would have to go to the mass in the morning and Colin would have to go to the mass in the evening and eventually this kind of eased up and they were allowed to go to the same mass but they weren't allowed to sit anywhere near each other and they had to go through couples counselling with the pastor. Both couples felt that divorce was not an option and wanted reconciliation. The pastor even told them that divorce was an option and that when adultery has been committed, that divorce is okay in the eyes of the church. Colin still begged for forgiveness from Leslie and Trevor kind of just wanted to get over it with Hazel and just get on with it. Leslie, though, she was so deeply hurt. She started taking antidepressants and drinking a little bit more. And this is when the agonizing blow came from Colin. When he told his pastor and Leslie, he had actually had sex with Hazel and it had been a fully sexual relationship. At this point, Leslie ran into the bathroom and tried to take an overdose and had to be taken to the hospital by the pastor. Not even by Colin, by the pastor. Throughout all of this, Hazel and Colin had put a stop to the affair. They kind of thought, okay, well, this is tearing our families apart, so maybe let's just leave it alone for a little while. Let's just do the right thing for once. But once the pastor had told Colin that Hazel had moved on and was living her life to the fullest, he did what any man would do and he wanted to make sure that that was not true. So he had to find out for himself how Hazel was doing. So he called her to see if it was all true. She told him that it wasn't and that basically her life was a big pile of shite and that she missed him. And so the affair started again. And Leslie knew about it, but didn't. But she did, you know, but when you know, you know, you know, not long after Leslie's father died and she was inconsolable. She completely fell apart. And one night after drinking and crying through the whole day, she apparently turned to Colin while lying in bed and told him that she wanted to die. And it was at that moment that Colin had a little thought. He hugged her and thought, I can help you. What kind of a person do you need to be for your wife or partner or significant other to tell you that they would rather be dead than live and you think yeah I can assist you with that. Colin couldn't help but think of a future with Hazel and so he started to formulate his little plan for her. He brought this to Hazel who first reacted with disbelief and then with worry for if they got caught stating that she would have her wrists slit if she thought that they would be caught. After reassuring Hazel that they'll be grand he gave her some lorazepam tablets to crush and give to her husband, Trevor. On the 18th of May, 1991, Leslie was asleep on the couch in the living room. At this point, she was often falling asleep on the couch instead of going to bed with a blanket wrapped around her. And Colin knew this. Colin was watching her and he took his chance. He put the kids to bed and locked their door off with a hockey stick. He cut a baby bottle in half and stuck it into a garden hose. He then attached the other half of the bottle over the exhaust pipe of the car in the garage. He brought the hose through the house, stretching it to its full length that he had measured out before, can I just say, 
knowing that Leslie would fall asleep on the couch at some point. And he put it the tip of the hose and he put the tip of the hose under the quilt that Leslie had pulled over herself. He watched from the door of the garage as she started to breathe in the car's fumes. Eventually she stirred awake and by the time she realised that she was dying, she called out for her oldest child, Matthew. The cry was so weak and so quiet. Colin then got on top of Leslie, straddling her with the quilt between them as he held the hose under the quilt. When she eventually passed away, Colin changed her clothes from her pyjamas to some daytime clothes and threw her into the boot of his car. Before he went off onto his next victim, he grabbed some family photos and Leslie's Walkman with her favourite gospel songs in it. And here we're going to take a quick ad break. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favourite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the piece of actual trash that is Colin Howell and the sack of shit that is Hazel Buchanan. So, he then drove to Hazel's bungalow, where Trevor was sleeping soundly after being given a sandwich with the drugs inside it. And Colin will later say that when he entered the house and seen the remainders of the sandwich on the plate, that he could still see the blue specks of the drugs that that he had given to Hazel to give to Trevor. And he was pissed. He was kind of annoyed that Hazel didn't crush them up enough. So Hazel let Colin into the garage where he reversed in and Colin continued to set up the hose pipe thing that he had made the same as he had before. He brought the hose into the bedroom where Trevor was asleep. And he placed the end part of it onto Hazel's pillow so that it would be facing Trevor's face. But like Leslie, Trevor woke up. There was a fight between Trevor and Colin. And Colin ended up putting the hose pipe right into Trevor's mouth and smothering him then with a blanket. Then, after Colin left to get some fresh air because he was concerned about getting poisoned himself, Colin dressed Trevor in clothes that Hazel had actually left out for him in the hall and then put him beside Leslie in the boot of the car. Hazel started a fire and started to burn some things that she considered evidence. Colin also left his creation, his little hosepipe creation, with her so that she could destroy that too. He instructed her to hoover the floor and to make sure that that was done, to get rid of any proof that he'd been there, because he thought that he was way smarter than any forensics team. He then drove to a town called Castle Rock with the two bodies in the boot. Another kick in the teeth to his wife, He drove to her deceased father's garage and parked the car there. He then took Trevor and placed him in the front seat with one hand on the steering wheel. Next, he moved Leslie into the back of the car, put her Walkman on her and turned it on while laying out the family photographs he'd brought to make it seem like she was listening to her favourite music and looking at photos of her family as she passed. Next thing he did was take the hose from an old hoover and stuck it into the car beside Leslie and turned the car on to make it look like they had died in a suicide pact after not being able to cope with their partner's infidelities. Another kick in the teeth was that all of this was done on one of Colin's children's birthdays. Colin arrived back home at around 5.30 in the morning and called Hazel just to check in with her and make sure that she was doing everything that he had asked her to and to go over their story together. Finally, when the police found the car the next day, it seemed obvious to them that it was just a suicide pact made by the two of them. 
And this is how it would seem to anyone and everyone. The cause of death matched up to the way they were found, and they had been killed so close together in time that it would have been nearly impossible to tell the difference. Hazel and Colin continued their affair, but now they even actually had to be more careful. The pastor had warned Hazel to stay away and to distance herself from Colin, but they took no real heed in any of it. Their relationship would continue for four years, but it would never be the same. Hazel, in the beginning of the affair, did feel some sort of Christian guilt, but it just didn't stop her. She didn't care, really, at the end of the day. But now, she felt way more guilty about what they'd actually done, to the point where she couldn't actually have sex with Colin anymore, because she actually felt that guilty. So, they found a solution. She knew she liked laughing gas from being at the dentist before, and so they'd continue to visit Colin's practice after hours, where he'd give her laughing gas so that she could have sex with Colin and feel no guilt, and ultimately somewhat enjoy it. However, this itself couldn't go on forever, and they ended up going on a sex ban, but Colin would always find a way to get himself into her bed. At one point, they even took up injecting Hazel with drugs so that she would be more or less unconscious and Colin could have sex with her. Now, Colin still had his porn addiction, but don't worry, he told the police he never got into any of the fetishes, like rubber. Like, that's so good for you. Like, you're such a good guy. Side note, can I just say, the people in this church knew somebody at the church was a paedophile and they would, quote, cancel him. Send his ass to jail. Prison. Electric chair. For the paedophile, please. Ugh. He eventually ended up in jail. So, Eventually, the relationship between Colin and Hazel completely broke down. They started to drift from each other and Hazel began dating again. She actually kind of cheated on Colin with another man named Trevor for like eight years. And then she eventually got engaged to a man called David Stewart. Colin then met a woman, a New Yorker, called Kyle Jorgensen. She was a divorced woman who Colin's friend had brought to a singles night at Colin's house because it was like a church singles night. And I killed my wife. And like, what about it? And now I'm single. Whatever. They quickly got into a new relationship and got married in May of 1997. And they had five children together. Kyle herself already had two children from a previous marriage. Now, after 18 months of marriage, Colin is just sitting there chilling in the sitting room. Kyle is sitting there feeding their youngest child. And he's like, I got something to tell you. And she's like, yeah. And he told her what he had done. He told her how he had killed Trevor and how he'd killed Leslie, and how he'd staged it to make it look like a suicide pact. Kyle, obviously concerned, wanted Colin to call the police and turn himself in, but Colin persuaded her not to freak out or do anything. He told her he needed some more time just to get things together, and he asked her to think of their future. Colin had actually received a life insurance payout after Leslie's death of £120,000. He also received what money she had after her father's death, which was £212,000. He invested in property and bought another practice that specialised in implants. So time just went on, as it does. Nothing really happened with Kyle, with him having told Kyle. And although both Hazel and Colin had been forced to leave the church they once attended after the deaths of their partners, they still practised in different churches and they still went about their daily business. Then tragedy struck on April 30th, 2007. Leslie and Colin's eldest son, Matthew, died in an accident while he was studying in St. Petersburg, Russia. He was attending college there when he fell over some banisters to a 40-foot drop. Over 600 people attended Matthew's funeral. It affected Colin, but he was almost clinical about Matthew's death. 
he went to the site of Matthew's death, went to the very top where Matthew would have been holding on to the railing for a few seconds before he dropped. And he calculated the amount of time it would take from the time that Matthew slipped off the railing to actually fall. I think it was about 17 seconds. And then, I love this, in mid-2008, Colin got stung in a gold scam from the Philippines. This is basically your average kind of scam, but it was elaborate. There are a few people involved and it was just, it's just a whole lot of something. Colin put a lot of money into it, 353000 into it. And so off Colin eventually goes to the Philippines to meet up with his quote unquote contact there. And he meets this random guy in a hotel expecting to see two gold bars. Because basically it was like this gold that was being held and they had to get money to neutralize these gases that were around the gold. I don't, it was a... So then he goes, he goes off to meet this guy and this guy arrives with some silver dollars and some old banknotes amounting to about 30 pounds. Deserved. So finally Colin gave in. Kyle called the church elders who arrived at Colin's house where he had just gave them a full confession and they called the police. He felt that all of the bad luck he'd had over the years was down to what he'd done because he'd killed his wife and his lover's husband. The gold scam, his death, his son's death, and last but not least, Kyle had actually walked out on him as well. In the end, Colin was handed a minimum of 21 years after pleading guilty to the murders of Leslie Howell and Trevor Buchanan on December 3rd, 2010. He had gotten away with murder for nearly two decades. Then, on March 2nd, 2011, Hazel Buchanan, now known as Hazel Stewart because she got married again to a retired police officer. Can I just... The neck of this lady. She was found guilty of double murder and was sentenced to serve at least 18 years. She is continuously denied any real involvement in the murders and told the court that she was scared for her life and was afraid Colin might kill her if she tried to go against his murder plot. She has appealed against her conviction but has lost time and again. And another thing that is noteworthy is that this piece of mouldy old cheesecake that is Colin had also been taking advantage of patients as they were under anaesthetic. Five women came forward with their stories after appeals from the police. While he didn't penetrate them, he would funnel them while they were under certain drugs that affected their short-term memory. He was given another five and a half years for these offences. The dirty little prick! That's all I have to say about that. So that's the end of this story guys I hope you enjoyed it I know it's really really weird not having Neve around here just text her on Instagram lads and let her know let her know that it's weird not having her here and you miss her you miss her little face on her you guys can't see her face but I miss her little face we'll get a microphone <clears throat> whoa we will be getting a microphone sorted out very very soon this kind of just dropped on us as we went to record and it it sits there and it looks at me and it mocks me. Anyway, I hope you guys have a really great day, a really great, a really great week and yeah, live your best lives. Get some pasta over the weekend. You deserve it. Some pizza if you're a sick freak. And uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on our socials at Give Us Morg on Twitter, Instagram and if you go on Facebook, just type in Give Us Morg. 
And yeah, like I said, be kind, rewind, listen back to some old episodes so you can get the feeling of Neve and I together. A good episode I'd recommend, it's also an Irish episode, is the Lying Eyes 98 Sharon Collins episode. Um, and that's it. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.